All right, I am back with episode four, and this episode is titled Plato's Symposium. And if you know anything about philosophy, you know that Plato is a Greek philosopher. He was the student of Socrates, and he wrote this writing. Um, pretty much, it's about all these philosophers coming together at a dinner party, and they're kind of explaining what their definition of love is. And I thought it was super interesting, and I thought it was perfect because. I've had people ask me to do an episode about what I personally believe about relationships or dating or marriage, just my perspective on it. So I'm just going to give kind of my perspective on what I believe is love, Um, because honestly, there's no definition of love like there is, but there's no definite feeling or how I feel about it may not be how you feel about it or the way I want to feel love is different than someone else. And we've all been shown love differently. And I'm not a philosopher, but I've pretty much learned that philosophy is just giving your opinion on something, getting down to the bottom of why is this the way it is? Why is that? And so I just, I personally think that we do need love. Love is definitely essential. Um, I don't think this world could even turn without love. But like I said, everyone's definition is completely different. Because I know people who are in toxic relationships and claim they're in love and people who are in healthy relationships and claim the same thing. And I'm just like, how? If y'all are experiencing two different relationships, one good, one bad, how do y'all both feel the same thing? How do y'all know that's actually love? And we all know the saying, love is blind. But why is that? Why is love blind sometimes? Because I've been blind in love before and I look back and I'm just like, Why didn't you see that? Like, why did you ignore that? Like, why did you put up with that? Because I was blind. And maybe it's age or an experience of love or whatever you want to call it. But love is truly blind sometimes. And I personally believe we overlook the red flags in people. I know I have. We overlook their flaws. But why? Why do we do that? I think it's because we tend to overlook the red flags in ourselves. And we're so naive to the fact that we do have some work to do on ourselves that we just long for someone to come into our life and just fill that little void in us that we can't fill ourselves. The parts we don't love about ourselves, we want someone else to love about us so we can feel better. How many of us have been in a relationship, a long one, and you gain weight over the years? Yet, you don't really do anything about it because you're like, well, as long as my partner loves me, I'm good. But deep down, you don't love yourself. You're not happy with yourself, but yet you don't do anything about it because you're just looking for the validation of your partner. But in reality, you still need your own validation. And they're filling that little void in you of that insecurity because they love you. But shouldn't you love yourself first? Yes, you know, you're happy that your partner's happy with you regardless of how you look great as they should. Yet, why not? fill that void and love yourself as well why put your partner give them that responsibility to fill that void for you I just think we've all been there and we really need to love ourselves first and how many of us have been hurt by someone we allow them to repeatedly do something to us that's clearly not in the context of love and it hurts us but yet we end up staying with them but I could also ask you Why did that person who claims to love you hurt you in the first place? In my opinion, in my experience, 
it's because a majority of us don't even love ourselves. We don't love ourselves because love is supposed to be this beautiful thing. So why is it ugly sometimes? Why is it blind? Why does it hurt? Because we're just so desperate for this dopamine we get when we're in love, even if it means someone's hurting us. Imagine yourself at a job and your coworker does a no call, no show for three days and they call up your boss and he's like, it's fine, you know, like, don't let it happen again. And then they just show up late for a week and then your boss is like, it's fine. And then they just leave early every day and your boss is like, it's fine, you know, don't worry about it. You're clearly as a coworker concerned, like, why are they getting away with this? This makes you look bad makes you look like you don't care and some of us look like that because people kind of disappear they go do as they please they hurt us in some way and then they come with this fake apology and we're like it's fine just don't do it again and then they go and do it again and then they call us and are like oh I'm sorry and we forgive them and it's just this cycle but that's that's not is that love like I personally don't think so, but some of us use that excuse. Oh, but I love him. I love her. And you let them do that to you. Why? Because you don't love yourself. If you loved yourself enough, you wouldn't let someone walk all over you like that. Because looking from the outside in, yeah, it just looks like this person doesn't care about themselves if they let this person do this to them. And yeah, easier said than done, but you need to love yourself. Because... I'm not trying to make love sound bad. I'm just going off personal experience. And not only that, but what I have learned from it. Because love is such a wonderful thing. It's amazing to feel like you have a best friend, somebody that knows you better than you know yourself sometimes, somebody that knows your you know, favorite place to eat, your, your favorite order, um, how to help you when you're frustrated. Like It's a great feeling to have that kind of person. I'm not going to lie. You know, someone that's always there for you. But why don't, like, why aren't we taught to do that for ourselves first? Why don't we be there for ourselves? Why don't we buy ourselves flowers and compliment ourselves and take ourselves out on dates? Why do we just expect for someone else to do that for us? And I'm asking a lot of questions because this is just everything that's just going on in my head at once. One thing I've noticed, too, is, okay, we aren't taught to love ourselves but why is that what at what point at what age are we taught okay before you get a boyfriend before you get a girlfriend you need to love yourself respect yourself I don't think anyone's ever really taught that you know you just become of age and you just start dating and then you just kind of get hurt and hurt and hurt because you're just this inexperienced person and you don't know what love really is but that's because we didn't give it to ourselves first and why Why don't we give it to ourselves first? Why isn't it taught? And I think that, you know, some of us have parents that can't say or have never said, I love you or I'm proud of you to their children. And I thought that was pretty weird until I got older. Because we are a reflection of our parents. We not... We may not be exactly like them, identical, but what we learn is whatever they teach us. You know, think about it. You're a child, you're a baby brought into this world and your whole 
life goal from the second you're born is to be taught something. How to eat, you know, how to do this, how to speak, how to walk. Someone has to teach you, but yet no one teaches us love, I guess. But then again, isn't that what your parents are doing by putting a roof over your head? By feeding you? Because they love you, right? Or is that just the bare minimum, the necessities? But why is it some parents can't say, I love you? Well, maybe it's because their parents never told them. We are a reflection of what we were shown. Some of us are shown violence. Some of us are shown love. Some of us are shown neglect. Some of us are shown maybe too much love, you know? We're all shown different things as we grow up. So we are a reflection of our childhood. That's where the whole inner child, childhood trauma comes in. But since we're a reflection of them, they are a reflection of their parents and so on. So if they have a hard time saying I love you or I'm proud of you, you need to see it as they probably were never told those things as well. You may be thinking, oh, I do so much, but yet my parents never show appreciation. Well, they were never shown, so they don't really know how to show it. You know, it's like you want to learn how to drive, but yet your parents don't know how to drive. So how are they supposed to teach you how to drive if they don't know how? Because their parents didn't teach them. It's kind of like that. Um, It may sound easier said than done, like just say it, you know, break this generational curse and tell me you love me. But it's harder, you know, easier said than done. It's probably harder for them. And they honestly probably thought they showed you love in their own way. Maybe they bought you everything you ever wanted. Maybe they put you in all the sports you wanted to play. Maybe they, you know, let you always go to your friend's house on the weekends. Like they showed it to you how they thought was appropriate without actually saying the words and maybe to you it never felt like enough but maybe to them they thought they were doing enough maybe saying those things maybe saying I love you for them is uncomfortable or new to them but you know that they love you and it's super easy and I see a lot of people do this you find others at fault for why your life isn't where you want it to be or why you have a difficult time showing emotion or loving people you blame it on your parents but at a certain point you have to take full responsibility for that you have to take a step back and realize everyone's definition of love looks different and it was shown differently we're all human we're trying to get the same feeling but we're all shown a different way and some of us need to realize that our parents did the best that they could with what they knew and what they thought was right in that moment in time. Because yeah, maybe now you do have some issues expressing your feelings because you just weren't shown how to. Maybe you just always were, you know, bottling everything up. But back to loving yourself. This is where self-love ties in. We may not have been shown it, but it's no one's responsibility after a certain point to really show you. You have to do it yourself. You can't walk around blaming everybody else because at the end of the day, it's your life and you were given a certain amount of tools and at a certain point, you just got to work with what you got because I know plenty of people who who are somebody and they came from nothing and they didn't use all this anger or excuses to not learn how to be who they are today, whether that's loving themselves or whatever it may be. 
self-awareness is the same as self-love. Because as individuals, we need to be able to identify our own weaknesses and be able to work on them. Because we all want a healthy relationship that lasts, well, we need to be healthy ourselves. We need to be self-aware to the point where we know where we lack and continuously work on it. We can't expect someone else to just come in and work on it for us. I had a fortune cookie a couple months ago and I kept it. And it said, you can't push someone up a ladder who doesn't want to climb. And it just spoke volumes to me because I love pushing people up ladders who don't know how to climb or who don't want to. That's something I used to do a lot. And it's draining. And I love myself too much now to ever do that again. Because some people will walk around blaming their parents and their childhood trauma for why they are the way they are and expect people like me or maybe people like you to kind of fix them but that's that's not our job we need to fix ourselves maybe we're that person maybe I'm that person walking around expecting someone to fix me I need to kind of take responsibility for what I lack in and be aware to the point where I can admit admit it you know this is what I lack in but not make excuses actually own up to it and work on it Because when we're able to work on them, we're able to improve ourselves and love ourselves, which ultimately could lead to a healthy relationship, to a love that we need, not a toxic kind of love. And if we don't, hurt people hurt people. And it's just a cycle. Because you can't pour into someone's cup if yours is empty. You might be able to give them a couple drops, but then you're just, you're dry. And then you might go looking for water somewhere else and then hurt the person that you claimed to love. And when we walk around in denial of our traumas, of our unhealed inner child, of our red flags, we walk into the lives of people with a possibility of hurting them and yourself. Or they walk into your life and they hurt you. And when we don't love ourselves, it eventually projects. It always does In every aspect, whether it's a work or if it's, you know, school or your mental health, it always projects. It catches up to you because misery loves company. So that's why so many of us are not able to be alone. I know so many people of this generation that cannot bear to be alone. They need a partner because they can't sit in the silence or the noise of their own mind. Because when they are alone... It means that they have to think about the things they've done, the people they've hurt, and they don't want to. So they just fill that void with a person because they don't like themselves. So how, if they don't like themselves, how do they expect to like someone else? But honestly, it's just temporary. They temporarily blind someone with some dopamine by telling them everything that person wants to hear, but eventually the real them catches up And that relationship ends for whatever reason. And now that other person is hurt and that other person's alone. And it's just a very toxic cycle of this generation. The cycle will just repeat. But now there's two more hurt people out there walking around. But some of us even fill that void with drugs, alcohol, money, people. We'll use excuses as to why we are distracting ourselves, whether we want to admit to it or not. 
We might say we're not hurt, but yet, why do we need to drink every day? What are we, what are we covering up? What are we hiding? We need to, you know, just get away for a while. We need to overwork ourselves to distract ourselves because we're hurt. And yes, being hurt is painful, but it's how you grow because you cannot grow in your comfort zone. If you're comfortable all the time, you're comfortable with where you are, where you're working, you know, how life's going, how your partner's treating you. It's okay to be happy, but it's different to be comfortable. You should never be comfortable because that means you're stagnant. That means you aren't growing because that means you're not improving. And when you love yourself, you're constantly looking for new ways to grow and a partner should want you to grow. They should push you forward because if it doesn't bring you peace, then it's probably not worth it. When you love yourself, all you want is that inner peace. And if someone disturbs that, clearly not the person for you. But we'll never know that until we have peace with ourself, until we stop looking for something to fill the void, a person, a, a drug, a drink, whatever, you, whatever it is. When you stop looking to distract yourself and start to actually look in the mirror and ask yourself, okay, is it something that happened in my childhood? Is it something that happened recently? Is it something that I've seen, something that I was told, something that I said? Is it the lack of love for my parents? Whatever it may be that has you lacking self-love, you need to face it head on because then you can start healing and then you can learn to appreciate yourself because there's only one there's only one of us there's only one me one you and it's crazy to think that there is no two people like even twins nobody's the same and it blows my mind sometimes but if there's only one you you should be the best you that you can be despite whatever's happened in your past that doesn't define you and quit using people as an excuse oh well my partner loves me how i am that doesn't matter your partner could not be here tomorrow. I'm not trying to sound dark, but your partner could not be here tomorrow. Then what? Your partner, you shouldn't rely on a partner for validation. You need self-validation. You don't, shouldn't rely on money to make you feel like you're somebody. Because money runs out. People go away. You know, things just, you can't rely on other things. You just need to put away the distractions, put away the people, and put away the easy way out. Learn to love yourself so you just don't have to rely on anyone else. And I just think all this to say that love is very essential, but I am meaning self-love. And honestly, how do we know what, what example do we look at? What's the perfect example of love? What is that? Is it a person? Is it a place? Is it a definition in the textbook? We're all looking for the same thing, but where does love come from? Who started it? Who said this is what healthy love looks like? And that's something I can go on and on about, but I'm just going to leave that for the next episode. So stay tuned for a part two of this series. There may be more than, you know, two parts. I'm not sure yet, but it's such a broad topic and I love hearing everyone's opinions, so I can't wait to hear all of y'all's opinions after this one, and maybe it'll give me some ideas for the next one. But just thank you for listening this far, and I hope you'll have a wonderful week.